Hello and welcome to The Pain Cave. I am your host, Jay Friedman, and I am very excited to be joined once again for the third time on the show by the great British ultra runner and uh, mountain and fell runner, Christian Morgan. Christian, welcome back to The Pain Cave. Cheers, Jason. It's good to be back for the third time. Feels like coming home again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than Phil, I think you're you're like our most decorated guest at this point. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll, that that sounds pretty good, man. I'll take it. I'll, <laughs> I'll drink <to> that. <laughs> so before we get into your recent FKT, which is kind of the the reason we wanted to have you on the show again, how's everything going over across the pond in terms of you know the COVID and and everything else that's going on? Tell us a little bit about uh, where you guys are in terms of what you can do, what you can't do, what's the racing scene like, what's going on over there? Yeah, for sure. So um, moving on from when I got back, I spent three months in Thailand this year, um, January, February, March. And then when I got back to the UK, uh, people were kind of stocking up on toilet paper. The, <laughs> the, the shelves were getting you know ransacked. It was kind of chaos. And then things calmed down. Uh, then we went into this kind of lockdown thing uh, where we, we were allowed out for one run a day or whatever, um, not allowed out besides essential food shopping and one exercise. Right. And then th things calmed down a little bit and uh, life went back, well, relatively normal, except for we had to wear face masks sure. in shops. And then um, now we're on our second lockdown but it's very relaxed. I mean, there's no limitation on how many times you can exercise per day. Um, and I think mainly just the, um, I mean, my life hasn't changed much, but people are working more from home and, you know, pubs are closed, restaurants are closed, right. but it's kind of a soft lockdown, I think. Right. Um, that's where we're at at the moment with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds a little bit more like what we had. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday because our cases are starting to go back up and, and have been for a couple of weeks. It's been, New York has generally been okay, although in the last week or so, we're starting to see it climb again. And a friend of mine was asking, do you think we're headed for another lockdown? I'm like, we never really had a lockdown. Like, you know, I talked to you you and other friends I have in other countries. And yeah, it was, it was you know, you, you could leave for, right, like you said, for an hour a day, you might be able to go 5K from your house. And there were people, you know, patrolling the trails and marking your passport to make sure that you weren't out for too long. I'm like, we didn't have anything like that. You know, that that's a real lockdown. We had nothing. Um, yeah. So I, I, I and, you know, I can't imagine we're going to go for anything like that. I mean, if they closed the bars and the restaurants again, I'd be happy. That'd be like, you know, that's that's kind of as far as they went for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, outside, I've never seen one of the good things I think about this is uh, so many people are just getting outside. I was taking a walk with a friend yesterday and he said, you know, most, you know, these people outside right now who would have been shopping or doing something, right? they can't go shopping. So they're going out for a walk in the park. I right. mean, that's good for mental health, good for physical health. Um, so yeah, it can't be such a bad thing, really. No, and hopefully it's good. I mean, up here, we saw a lot of negative impact on a lot of the parks and trails in terms of overcrowding, litter, unfortunately, you know, people, you know, who, who have not spent a lot of time in the outdoors, I think, not really understanding what trail etiquette and, and that sort of thing is about. And there were a lot of complaints from uh, people in, in our area and up north in the whites and stuff where, you know, the trails were getting overrun by people who really were not, you know, being good trail stewards. Hopefully, you know, if this sort of thing can lead to more awareness and, and, you know, hopefully more use, but more responsible use. I think that's a good thing. 
Um, but mm. you know, we have to make sure that that's, I, I think, you know, tied in with it. Like, I, I, you know, I'm happy to have more people on the trails, but they have to know, you know, that, that that's a, that's, you know, that comes with a responsibility, I think. Yeah. Leave no trace, yeah. you know, put your rubbish in the bin, um, you know, uh, make some room for somebody, um, you know, if it's a single trail, I think a lot of it's down to common sense and, 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 um, courtesy. So yeah. if you've got good manners, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What's yeah. the racing scene like going on right now? Oh yeah. So I was going to mention that. So outside of our first lockdown races just had, um, rules that they had to abide by. So there was uh, staggered starts mm -hmm. with races. Um, and, um, uh, I did actually do, I went to Greece and uh, for the fourth year to go and run the Rodopi 100 mm -hmm. and that, that was a staggered start, but I was with the first, I can't remember how many people, I, sorry but it was about half a dozen people or something and and then obviously uh you know then then i don't know how many seconds it was uh, in between each start right it, it's not a major impact on the race you know mm -hmm. uh, it, and it's kind of nice because it spreads people out as well so right. i think race directors fell into two categories one you've got uh the ones who are, uh, okay there's new regulations uh that we have to abide by that it's a challenge okay let's do it and the race will go ahead mm -hmm. and then you've got the other race directors who just canceled their races right so you know i mean uh it, it, i think it's down to a kind of personality type we can do this yeah there are new rules to go by let's go ahead and and which is good but and then the other ones just kind of canceled their races so i think it it was a bit of a mixed bag of things right yeah, over here right yeah with the right. Races. What I know it's hard to say, but what percentage of races do you think were canceled? Like, because especially I, in the height of things, it was probably 80% or more here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have any stats to look at. Yeah, no, um, I, just I just know that all, all the good race directors just um, put their races on with the new guidelines. Right. And, you know, everybody was happy. And then the other race directors who were probably a little bit, uh, bit more tunnel visioned and not able to be so flexible, um, just canceled the right. races. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, as a result of that, certainly over here, and I think over on, on your side of the pond as well, there's been this, you know, kind of explosion in the FKT scene and, and you're a very accomplished trail racer, but the, the, actually the, the two times we've had you on before have been to talk about FKTs or, or attempts on the, uh, the Appalachian trail, um, which I think is, you know, attempt uh, number two is still in the works, hopefully for next summer. We'll, we'll get to that, I think. But one of the things that you did recently was set an FKT over in, in England on one of the uh, longest and oldest trails in the UK, the Southwest Coast uh, Path, which is a, I think, 630 mile trail uh, on the Southwest Coast of England. So tell us a little bit about the history of that trail and, and uh, what attracted you to it as an FKT project. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, one thing I got to correct you on there, it is the longest national trail in Britain okay. um, or England, United Kingdom. Uh, but it is not the oldest, but it is the longest. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think the oldest is something called the Pennine way. Which, I wanted to uh, talk a little about the Pennine way later today. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which Damien Hall recently broke a, uh, record, which John Kelly broke a third the week year before. Old right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kind of a bit, um, funny there, but yeah, the Southwest coast path, um, 
is one of the most beautiful parts of the United Kingdom. Uh, it's coastline trail, so it follows uh, along the coast uh, for 630 miles of um, two places, Devon and, and Cornwall, um, two counties. And um, it's it's undulating because it's a coastal line. So you, it's all trail as well. So you're going up and down constantly. Um, so I, I did the trail in um, the previous record was, um, what was it like uh, t t 10 days and uh, I think 15 hours or, and, and I took it down three hours. So 10 days and 12 hours, mm -hmm. uh, which had me running 60 miles per day um on trail and i was gaining and losing about i think 11 to twelve thousand feet every day wow um in elevation so it was really good training ground for the uh appalachian trail because very similar um elevation to distance ratio there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and how what, about how about yeah. the terrain in terms of the footing and what kind of stuff you'll see uh on the east coast yeah, totally rocky. Yeah. Um, obviously, the weather is completely different because uh, it's not humid. Uh, mm -hmm. It's sea air. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we're talking about a rocky trail, um, uh, like kind of. Um, it's there's not a lot of road crossings because you're kind of on the coast, mm -hmm. so there's probably a lot less road crossings than the Appalachian Trail. But in terms of the terrain, um, and there's not so much wooded land that you're running through. So there's not too many routes, but really rocky for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. and undulating. I mean, similar in some sense, but very different because obviously the Appalachian Trail is known as the Green Tunnel. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's almost like this closed off Green Tunnel, sure. whereas the Southwest Coast Path, I mean, you look up and you've just got ocean to your left if you're going the way I went um, and, and landscape to your right. So it's a completely open trail, very different. Right, right. Um, visually, yeah. Is this a trail that you had had any previous experience on in terms of like somewhere where you had run in the past? Did you have a history with it personally? Yeah, so I've run over 130 um, ultras and marathons and I think I've DNF'd two times. And uh, one of the DNFs, DNF stands for did not finish, was on the Southwest Coast Path. Oh, really? <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it was a multi-stage. Uh, it was a marathon a day for three days. Um, so, so, no, sorry, excuse me. It was a marathon a, it was a marathon a day for three days, and I did that, and I, I finished really good and strong. I think I came third or second. And then there was another one where it was a marathon a day. But then there was this event called the Wanna, where they put um like three marathons back to back so whatever that is 78 miles mm -hmm. and um they call it the wanna and and i didn't finish it so okay. going back to the southwest west coast path and and having been there for three events and not finishing one of them it was a bit like um you know uh just uh claiming you know what do they call it retribution i, I sure something like yeah yeah, yeah. you need it yeah. yeah you needed a little uh you needed a little revenge on that trail yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my revenge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so this this FKT that you set or that that you bested was an FKT by Damian Hall, who is you know a, a very accomplished ultra runner with you know multiple world class results, including a top five at UTMB to his name. So you know you know that's a stout performance. Did did you reach out to Damian at all for any kind of uh, uh, trail advice or you know? learning his splits or anything like that in preparation for your attempt on this uh on this project 
Yeah, 100%. So I'm self-coached. I don't have a coach, but um, whenever, whenever I'm going after some kind of project or um, expedition, I usually reach out to the people who have set the record in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so in this case, I reached out to Damien Hall and another fellow who was uh, the second fastest known time behind Damien called Mark Berry. Mm -hmm. And we had many conversations, more so me and Mark, actually, um, about uh, Mark is a fantastic athlete. He set the record uh, 11 days and something, but at the age of 52, I think it was. Wow. So, you know, really what an amazing achievement. But yeah, we, we had many conversations, me, me and Mark, uh, and me and Damien didn't, we did speak, but not as much as me and Mark. And, you know, I spoke to Mark um, about the psychological aspect, um, the logistical aspect, Damien also. Uh, so, yeah, I did speak to the past record holders. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important um, as a guide to, um, you know, you want to achieve something. So who do you go to? You go to the guys who have achieved it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you, just as an aside, you're, you're based in London. Damien, is, is he based in Wales? Uh, geez, uh, I think it's, uh, where is he? Um, I think it's called Bristol. Uh, okay. he's J John Kelly and him live pretty close to oh, each other. Oh, do they? Right okay. There. Okay. <laughs> so you don't, yeah. it, it, that's not a, you know, you guys don't have an opportunity to run together frequently or anything like that. Uh, we'd have to drive for it or I'd have to drive a couple of hours. Yeah. I think, no, I've actually never met Damien. Um, but he, he's a great guy. I do have my own podcast called the Christian ultra podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, Damien's been on there. He was the first guest I interviewed after breaking the record. Oh, okay. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I just, I felt like I was talking to an old friend. He's a really, um, just a really cool guy. Just a nice, nice guy. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about this, this attempt. Tell us uh, what was your crew and, um, you know, just logistically, how did everything work? Well, uh, so the crew, uh, when I uh, went out, to the Appalachian Trail was my mother, whose trail name is Gun Section. I'll refer to her as Gun Section, and then also <laughs> Irish, who was uh, who is my cousin from Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this time it was just Gun Section. Uh, Irish wasn't part of this, and me and my me and Gun Section, uh, two man, one man crew, two two man team. One of them's a woman. <laughs> She's my mom. <laughs> yeah, she did amazing. I mean, I got a shout out. Uh, you know, Gun Section. She. She uh, navigated this van around, you know, back roads uh, where sometimes the wheels are spinning on dirt roads <laughs> because it's uh, tough to get down to the meet points. Uh, you know, she's getting up at 3.30 a.m. in the morning because I'm starting running at 4. Uh, you know, um, she's what, – what's her age now? Let me think. I think she's about – it's really bad. I don't know my mom's age. <laughs> 60 something, you know what I mean? And yeah, she's she's a legend actually. She, in fact, she she really is the strength behind this because without your support, you're basically going to have to go for a self-supported right. attempt. Right. You know? So, yeah, big shout out to Gun Section. Um she's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it went well. It went really well. Uh, we got the record. She was logistically just taking care of stuff. I was doing the running. I ran through 11 sunrises and 10 sunsets, uh, ate food all day. Um, I mean, it was 630 miles in 10 days. It was one, I, I'd reached some kind of runners, you know, they talk about runners high and I got to say, I topped any other high that I've ever had before. You know, I didn't, I didn't so much have hallucinations, but I had 
I felt like I was playing this computer game towards the end, and I was this Mario going over the mountains <laughs> and stuff. It was crazy, man. <laughs> what did it you have? Cool. Did you have any low points? Any uh, any sections where you thought this might not happen, or where you were gonna throw it in, or anything? Yeah, uh, the worst part I got to say was um, so uh on day nine um i would still kept a, a stout um lead against damien which was about half a marathon distance okay uh-oh you froze uh 20k or something okay and, yep. uh, on the end uh, towards oh are we back yep, yep. we're back yeah yep, sorry i got good reception here yeah okay so yeah towards the end of day nine um I'd, I'd had a friend come out called dean uh dean was pacing me we met gun section Dean's trail name is wrong way, actually, by, by the way. That's a good one. That, that could be mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love these trail names. You know, I've got to get one myself. So wrong way, me and wrong way were, um, uh, we met gun section and um, it was like, oh, do we need a head torch? Because I'm going to meet you in how many miles? And she said, uh, we're going to meet in about, I think she said seven miles. So I didn't take a head torch mm -hmm. uh, because I had about three hours to go. Mm -hmm. um, uh, probably 13 miles later, <laughs> uh, I've, I've got wrong way has gone uh, back. Uh, he's left me for the days. He's got his own things to do. I'm, I'm using my iPhone torch on oh, the most rocky trail, um, of the rocky route rocky kind of section of the trail the elevation's insane i think i gained fifteen thousand feet that day and i'm just pissed to be honest yeah. uh, gun section gave me the wrong information i'm pissed i'm coming downhill i'm trying to go a bit quicker because I, i'm sick of running with my iphone and i pull my right quad um like scott jurek did on the appalachian trail yeah. and i'm like sugar um okay <laughs> that doesn't feel good I get into meet gun section. She's actually not even there. The van's there. And I, I take the opportunity of jumping in the van and just getting a power nap. I'm like, okay, if I'm not moving forward, I need to be sleeping. Yeah. You know, because I, I you know, I'm sleep deprived and this is going to top up my energy. So I jump straight into the bed that she created in the back of this van. I've been sleeping outside the whole time anyway, but I jump in this bed, go to sleep. Some photographer who's there is taking pictures of the Milky Way because we're in one of these amazing parts of the world. Wow. And it's got no light pollution. Right. Uh, I've pulled my right quad. She comes back. She's pissed herself because she couldn't get in contact with me. We're pissed at each other. I say, okay, I'm going to try three miles, but I've hurt my quad. Um, and I carry on. I realize it's not good. So then I stop. 53 miles on day nine where i should have really done 60 mm -hmm. to still keep that half marathon distance to get it ahead of damien but the benefit of that is i get an extra hour sleep so instead of four and a half hours sleep i get five and a half hours sleep wake up the next day and I, i've got 100 miles 105 110 miles to go and i'm pretty much limping from the start oh, wow. so whether i could do it or not it was can I do this? Yeah. So your question was, did I have tough times? So yeah, the last hundred miles, a bit like Michael McKnight recently hurt his quad muscle. Can we, can I do it? And yeah, I did it. Right. I don't know how, but I did it. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, how much sleep were you generally getting? It was four, four, four and a half hours. Was that kind of standard for, for these 10 days? Yeah, it was four and a half hours each night. Um, that felt at first I thought I'd get six hours. You know, okay. I thought that'd be great. 
And then uh, once I was out there, there's also ferry crossings. You have to navigate. Um, what you do is you, you literally, when you jump, there's kind of estuaries uh, because you're near the coast and um, you have to jump on the ferry, uh, go across, go to the other side. And if the ferry's not in operation, you literally have to run down to the point of the ferry, run back to the van, jump in the van, drive around hey. to where the ferry would have dropped you off. Right. Run back down to where the ferry would have dropped you and carry on with the run. So, right. yeah, um, you know, one, I think a, a 60 mile day, I was in the car for two hours, in the van for two hours, uh, going around ferry uh, areas which were closed. Right. So, yeah, I think my average sleeping was about four and a half hours. Okay, and the rest of the time, unless you were unless you were uh, bypassing a ferry or on a ferry, you were basically moving. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, how has recovery been? This is—it's been probably about two months now. You feel you getting back to normal? Yeah, I just went for a ten-mile run before I spoke to you, um, averaging just comfortable pace, you know conversational mm -hmm. pace um you know in the in the low to mid eight minute miles mm -hmm. which is nice yeah i feel i feel it's coming back now i i did expect or, uh, you know or um you know think this could take a couple of months to come back from such an, an effort mm -hmm. and and i think that when you're coming back from, from something like this you're not just recovering physically but you're also kind of recovering whether you call it emotionally or psychologically uh, psychologically right um y you know because they say running is what like 90 percent mental mm -hmm. uh, or something you know so you have to recover mentally as well from these kind of events to have that stoke you know that motivation right so yeah I've, I've got my motivation and and i feel i feel i'm recovered now i really do good yeah good is uh is an attempt a second attempt on the appalachian trail still in the cards for next year or is that i mean assuming travel is back to normal and everything you know, I feel so sad saying this, but the Appalachian Trail is my entire life. I mean, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> Jason, man, if I'm not joking, everything, my, I don't have any girlfriend. I got no wife. I got no kids. <laughs> I, I got a dream. And that dream is to break the Appalachian Trail FKT. I had, I helped set the record in 2018. Mm -hmm. I had a failed attempt last year. I couldn't come this year because of COVID, but I, you know, I proved myself by breaking the longest trail held by the best trail runner in Britain. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be back. I'm coming back next year. <laughs> <All right. you know. laughs> what, what, uh, what did you learn from this, this most recent FKT that you can apply to, to next year? Gratitude, man. It's all nice. mental. Everything I learned was mental. Like physically, I'm probably not much different from I was last year or the year before, but mentally I feel like I've evolved, you know, um, gratitude for the support um last year i was looking at what my um support couldn't provide i was like gun section can't do this gun section can't do that this year i was thinking okay gun section can offer this gun section can offer that so in my mind i'm it's a bit more like i appreciate what is being offered to me rather than thinking what people around me are not good at i'm looking at their strengths that's awesome. and that just that just makes you feel uh, that's a game changer because instead of feeling negative about stuff, you feel positive. Yeah. That's yeah. honest. That, that's the best answer of any question I've ever asked on this show. I love that. <laughs> oh man. That's, I feel that's so great. Man. That's so great. <laughs> Thanks. Phil.
I don't want to keep you too much longer. What, uh, what else is on the possible calendar? I mean, I guess everything will be building up to next summer then. You got any races between now and then? Well, I got to go back to uh, Thailand North Face. I ran uh, this year and I podiumed again for the fourth year in a row. Wow. So Congratulations. I'm still proving I got the speed for the 100K distance, you know, um, third position. Still haven't won that darn race, but one year I will win it, hopefully. Um, yeah, n nothing else. The 80 is the whole focus. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm quite happy to just enjoy the um, journey um, and uh, come out and jump on the AT. There's nothing really else lined up. Uh, okay. It's all about just hitting the training awesome. at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. I, I've put you through the uh, Desert Island picks in the past, but I just wanted to mention because I recently had another Brit on the show, uh, a local expat, I guess, the great rock journalist, Tony Fletcher. Now, he actually was the second person after you to pick Gypsy Hill Hepcat as their Desert <laughs> Island beer. <laughs> <laughs> which pleased me to no end. Now, so he mentioned that he kind of grew up in that area as well. And I know you live kind of right around that brewery, right? Yeah, I okay. do. It's just up the road. Yeah. So he's a Palace fan. Are you a Palace fan as well? That was my question. No, I don't follow football. Man. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Because we were going to have to fight then. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Christian, thanks so much for coming on. I, uh, you know, best of luck in Thailand. Best of luck with recovery and everything else. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm again... You know, God willing, knock on wood and, and uh, COVID be damned. I hope to see you here uh, in July. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. put some miles in through Bear Mountain. Yeah, for sure. Jason, hey, man, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions just yeah. before we get off. Because, you know, it's always on a podcast you get asked a lot of questions. So um, how's your trail running going and stuff, man? You oh, know. Um, uh, it's going good. I, I'm kind of like you. My life hasn't changed too much, you know, uh, um, other than, you know, the kids are stuck at home. They're, they're only now getting back to school. My, my oldest one had her first day of school today in person wow. in, yeah. uh, in, I don't know, eight months or so. So, you know, that's been different getting used to, you know, them being home all the time, which is, you know, in some ways great. And in some ways also, you know, it would be nice if they were <laughs> out of the house a little bit more. But uh, no, everything else for me is, is pretty much the same. You know, I'm a quote unquote essential worker. So, you know, I've been going to work as normal and just taking as many precautions as possible. Yeah, running yeah. wise, running wise, things are good. I did a 24 hour last month, uh, which was Ooh. fun. And, uh, that's kind of it racing wise that I've done recently. I, I had yeah. a, a couple of, uh, trail FKTs, shorter stuff, you know, in the 25 to 30 mile range around here. And, and then there was one, 70 mile trail that I attempted twice and both times got uh, kind of tripped up by logistics despite being on pace. So, uh, but no, it was, it was a good summer of training and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next summer. Um, I got a buddy uh, who's going to be running hard rock that I'm going to pace him for. And then hopefully I'll be awesome. in, yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll be in Leadville in, in August and uh, yeah, we'll see what else. And um, in terms of like, so you're based in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how's things in New York? Are you guys not on a lockdown or anything? Or yeah, so, just... you know, we're, we're okay right now. Um, and as I said, you know, New York, our, our governor did a, a very good job initially, I think, of, of kind of recognizing the seriousness and, and uh, trying to marshal whatever resources he could. And, and, you know, they've been good about kind of closing businesses, although we haven't done any kind of big lockdown like you were talking about earlier. And right now, I think we're just kind of waiting a little bit for the numbers to hit the point where, 
you know, they start closing stuff down more so than they have been recently. In the last several months, things have been kind of open as normal or, you know, uh, businesses at, you know, restaurants and hotels and stuff at half capacity, stuff like that. And, you know, everyone's wearing masks and everything. The numbers now are starting to tick up. And I'm wondering if we start closing bars and closing restaurants to in-person dining and that sort of stuff again. So that may be the next step. But yeah, we we never had a thing where they were restricting, you know, I I mean, we were encouraged not to to go anywhere unnecessarily, but we never had a, a restriction on outdoor activities or anything like that. And Hopefully we won't. I, you know, I think the the evidence is pretty good that there's not a ton of outdoor transmission, especially just, you know, running past each other or biking past each other on the trail or anything like that. I think that's a relatively low risk of transmission kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so hopefully they won't uh, they won't do anything like that. And they have restricted some travel into the state from other states where the numbers are higher. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, um, you know, I, you've always said it and I, I really do look forward to seeing you in the New York section. Yeah. You know, if all goes well and um, I'm up there, I think you and a friend as well are going to come out. And Phil will come. Brian will come. We'll get a whole party. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm totally up for doing some, you know, sound bites, uh, trying to get some live trail time when I'm out there as well, because it's a long time, you know, so yeah, uh, got to keep occupied somehow. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, I look forward to it, man. Stay safe, be good, and uh, we'll see you hopefully in the new year. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for uh, having me on the show again. Thanks, Christian. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. And until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. The years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded Like a good old pair of jeans Rusted like a proud old car That's drove a little too far And seen too much rain But long ago as a child I look about the night sky And wild wonder man And ride the bus feel upset to think of all